This is HPR episode 2918 entitled, Selecting Random Item from Weighted List, and is part of the series, Haskell. It is hosted by 2Qtoroto, and is about 27 minutes long, and carries a clean flag. The summary is, How to Selected Random Item from Weighted List Using Haskell. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. and this is Tuturta talking about picking random items from patent list using Haskell. So, as the title suggests, I'm going to uh, talk about a bit how to select random items for weighted list. So, and there isn't too much of code this time, but it certainly took quite many tries to get this working correctly. So, the weighted list, we have a list of items that have some weight and then you the algorithm should pick one item from the list and those items with higher weight should be more likely to be picked so and analog analogy i came up with this is that we have a stack of building blocks of different sizes and that height of the building block is the likelihood of it getting selected and then you stack them on top of each other, order doesn't matter, and then you randomly chop a stick so that its length is minimum of one and at maximum of the heightness of the stack. And then you put the stick next to the stack and where it reaches is the one that you're going to pick. So that's that's we are going to do. And on the code side we have a list of items and those items are defined as a frequency A and the frequency A is a type that has a value constructor of frequency int A so it can be A can be anything and int is that weight and since A can be anything we can have we can use this algorithm or system or whatever for bit any kind of data. Of course, the A have to have to be same for each of the items that you put in the same list. And the total sum of those weights is the tallness of the stack in the analogy. Uh, we need to select a random number between one and total. I'm going to look more closely into that in a moment. And then we have a little helper function called pick that actually does the compiling and picking the element. But for, before before we look into implementation of this, we have to make a 
quick detour into the random number generators. I talked about them uh, not too long ago, but the thing is that the in Haskell functions are pure. So same input, same out output always. So if you call a function or apply a function twice with exactly same parameters, you are going to get the exactly same result, which kind of means that the randomness on a first glance is extremely hard. But this is solved in a way that you are passing in a random number generator and that random number generator is purely deterministic, meaning that if you call the same random number generator twice, it will give you the same answer. But it will also give you the new random number generator. So when you call a random number generator and say that give me a number between 1 and 10, you're going to get a number and you're going to get a new random number generator. And then you call that one again and say that give me number between 1 and 10, you're going to get a different answer. And yet again, uh, and yet a new random number generator. But uh, passing around that new random number generator, and you have to remember which one is the newest one. You have to always pass, pass around the one that has been has uh, is the result of the latest computation. It gets tedious to pass it around, and you have to remember to return the correct one. Because, uh, for example, if if our our picking item from the list wouldn't return the random number generator, we could call that list, uh, call that uh, uh, function that gets the item from the list twice using the same random number generator and we will get two, two same results and that's, I mean we are guaranteed to get two same results and that's kind of not what I would call random. So you have to always remember to return that new generator and that gets tedious. But luckily there's a solution to this, they are called monads. I'm not going to do a tutorial about them, because while I know how to use them in some, some contexts, I don't, I can't explain them well enough, and there's so many tutorials on the internet already about them, that if you're interested on the theory behind them, you can go and find a suitable one, tutorial that is. But I can show what you do what to do with them, especially in this case. So we have a monad called monad random. That's a type, cl type class. And there's a, it has a several functions. We are only interested in one in this case. The basic idea is the same with everything, but there's a function called get random r that has a type of random a fat arrow, double of a, a, arrow, m, a. So, uh, a is anything that has a random instance, basically anything that you can generate random number, random values of, it doesn't have to be number. You could have a function that, uh, for, for example, could generate your random booleans. You just say that I want 
random boolean and it basically flips, flips a coin which one you're going to get true or false. But anyway, random A, fat arrow, double AA, arrow, MA is the type signature. So A is a something that has a random instance. Tuple of tuple AA is a tuple with two values, lower bound and upper bound. You're asking value between these two bounds inclusively. And result is MA. And M, M here is the monad random. Uh, actually, it's a rand. And A is our value. So it, it gets a, it gives you a value between lower and higher bound. And that, that value is returned in a context that carries the random number generator. So now that you have the, now that the M holds that random number generator, actually the monad random context, uh, you can use this one as a basis of a next operator operation when you are when you are operating in a within the monad random in your computation you can call get random r multiple times and you don't have to worry about passing in the random number generator or taking the new value with you you just care about the result of the random call and the monad takes care of the threading that uh, new random number generator along, along the computation. So we just use use the get random R and that's it. But in the end, if we have a big computation doing some random stuff, we are left with a MA. And we have to somehow turn this MA into A. And for that, there's a function run rand run rand that has a type signature of random gen g fat arrow rand g a arrow g arrow a g double a g sorry okay might be a good idea to look into show notes at this point what that what does what does this mean is that the g is a random gen meaning that g is a something that can generate random values for you that has a specific specific function, specific interface. Random gen is a type class. Okay. G is that. So we have when we are calling run rand, we have to give it a rand GA. This is what we get from the as a result of the computation that uses monad random. A is our a is the result that we want. Uh, G is that random generator coming from somewhere, and the result is tuple of A G. So we get a tuple of where the first element is our answer, and second element is that new random generator. So essentially, we, when we are using that get random R, we are constructing a computation that results to random. GA. That is that is that is what we want, and 
then we run this computation with run run and we get double of HE as a result. First element is being that what we are after and second element is the new random number generator. We can also do a eval run that is similar that has a similar uh, signature. It has a random gen G, fat arrow, run G A, arrow G, arrow A. Exactly same as previously, except that the final, that, that the result will be just A instead of double A G. So we are getting a, our value that we are after as a result, but we are discarding the new state of the uh, random number generator. Sometimes this is what we want, sometimes we need that new random number generator, so it depends on the case which one to use. So if you if you got the well the basic idea is that we are using that monad random to construct a computation that depends on a some uh something that can generate random values for us. And then we use that something to give us the final result. The nifty trick here is that uh, since that our computation is uh, not necessarily, but it can be. Usually it is. It can be pure, meaning that the same data go goes in, same data goes out. So we can have a really big computation that uses randomness, and if we call it with the exact same values, we get exact same result back every single time. And the only only thing that changes here is that run G, that that. Ah, sorry, random gen G. That is the uh, what generates us random values. So if you use the same random number generator twice to call our computation or to to run our computation, we get the same result back. Okay. Ah, uh, let's look into actual actual implementation. Hopefully, this make this will make my explanation a little bit clearer. So, first, we have a frequency, which is for expressing weight of individual item in a list. It's parameterized, so you can use it with any data. You can have a frequency int, you can have frequency pool, you can have frequency uh, your own data, data type. So this one works with everything. And it's defined as data frequency A equals frequency int A and then deriving show read equal. So you can have a one value of A in that. Then next is a little function that is used to determine to determine which item to choose from the list. Based on the weights, based on based on the list and the random number generate random number that has been already picked. So, and in case the value is outside of the valid range, so it's uh, less than one, or it's uh, uh, greater than the length of the, or the greater than the total sum, sum of the weights, sum of the total weights, sum, sum of the weights, then it also doesn't return anything. 
so it returns nothing. Otherwise it returns just A. So it always returns something, but it can be just A in case where, where, where the values are reasonable, or it can be nothing when there's some problem with the values. Okay, and our our definition for that is pick has a has a signature of list freq of frequency a arrow int arrow maybe a. So given a list of frequencies and the number, it returns a maybe a. Pick uh, empty list underscore equals nothing. So if you calling this with an empty list, you are going to get nothing. There's nothing you can pick from the empty list. The more interesting case is pick open parents frequency x item colon xs close paren i. So we are deconstructing the parameter. And i is the index to pick from, or the random number to use to picking on. And frequency x item colon xs means that frequency x item is the first item of the list and xs is rest of the list. Then there's a pipe i less or equals than x equals just item. Pipe otherwise equals pick xs open paren i minus x close paren. So what happens here? There's a case of, there's a, this is called card. I should explain them more closely, but hopefully you, you can follow them. Maybe I do a proper episode later. I'm doing this in completely wrong order, apparently. So, uh, there's uh, two cases. One is that the i, our random number, is less or equal to weight of the first item in the list. Then we are returning... Ah, sorry. So i is yeah i is less or equal to the weight of the first item of the list, then we are going to return that first item. Otherwise, we are going to pick item, and we are so we are rec recursively calling. We are going to use pick xs. So rest of the list, we are dropping the first item of the list, and we are uh, subtracting the weight of the our first item from the total weight. So basically, you could visualize this as a uh, taking the bottom cube from the stack and shortening the stick with the height of that height of that cube. Uh, sorry, building block. The end result is the, that you have a new stack where the, which has one item less and which has a but where the stick still reaches exactly the same point. And then this repeats until you find the find the item where the top of the stick reaches. Or if something goes wrong and the stick is longer than the stack, you end up with the empty list and then the first case big empty empty list underscore equals nothing kicks in and you get nothing as a result. So this is a this is how you pick the item. And then we need the finally we need the calculating the total of weights or frequencies and choosing the random number. 
and we are using that random g maybe a as a as a uh, pipe here so we might or might not get a result for example like i said empty list would lead into the nothing and since we are dealing with the random numbers and don't want to pass around that random number generator we are going to use that monad that i talked about moment ago monad random so the uh, signature for our function choose this is the function that you use to actually choose the random item from the list uh, that signature is a random gen g fat arrow list of frequency a arrow rand g maybe a and two cases again choose empty list equals return nothing this is the in case of the empty list doesn't matter but what you what random number you have or anything you just get nothing as a, as a result and notice that because we are using that monad random yeah we are not just saying choose empty list equals nothing we have to say choose empty list equals return nothing return is a function that wraps our nothing into that rank g so it's not a return as in pretty much any every every other languages it just wraps our result in inside of the trunk g then the more interesting case choose choose items so we have a list equals do uh, let total equals some dollar fmap uh, lambda frequency x underscore equals uh, arrow x items so what we are doing here we are using a we are creating a anonymous function that given a frequency of frequency a will return you the weight of it that int and then we are applying that to every item in the list so we get a list of of the frequency uh, of the weights and then we are using sum to add all those together so now total is the total sum of those weights next line n left arrow arrow get random r uh, open parent one comma total close parent so here we are using that get random r that i mentioned earlier we are picking a random number between one and the total and because we are using a monad we have to use that left arrow notation so that first line where we are summing up things that's a that's a regular function called that why is let total equal something here in left arrow get random r is a you is using this specific properties or rules or whatever of the of that monad random meaning that this left arrow notation causes causes the causes the monad random to thread in that random number generator so here we are using the random number generator even when we are not talking about it and we are also taking it the new random number generator and passing it along 
when we are not mentioning it. This is really convenient. Like we don't have to worry about that at all. And the last line is return dollar big items n. So we are calling our big function with all the items and with the random number that we choose and the re returning the value wrap into random C. So that's that's all all that there is. So there isn't that much of the code, but there's a relatively lot of things happening. And now we can randomly now we can have a, a weighted list of items and we can randomly choose item from there. And for example if we have a list of two items, one with a weight of one, one with a weight of two, and we pick hundred times from that list, we should end up having that one item as thirty three and bit percent of times and that second item sixty six percent of time and a bit because roundings. So it probably sounds a lot more complicated than it actually is. I arrived to the result after quite many details. Like I had a I had a first I had a version that just took a random number generator and never returned it. Then I realized that I cannot use that as a part of a bigger computation without losing the random number generator. Or actually or actually the state of the new random number generator. Then I had a version that returned the tuple of of the value that I wanted the new random number generator and that gets got tedious to pass around. So after some reading I found that there's this monad random that I can use that front GA to return any value and have the have the system to take care of the passing around that random number generator. So it was it just meant that I tried a lot of things until I found one that looked reasonable, got it working and then did quite a bit cleaning. And it probably took like a couple of months even. Oh, I wasn't actively working on it. I was for the one version and then worked on some other stuff and learned learned new things and then came back and fixed fixed things. But anyway, so it's not it's not case that you just sit down and think that okay I, I need this kind of function and then you write it from starting from the beginning and going to the end. You well at least I have to do a lot of trial and error and experimenting and refining refining. But uh now that we know how to pick random numbers sorry, random items from the weighted list, we can do some nifty things. But I'm going to talk about those next time. Going to do some some practical to some values of practical things with the choose function. So into to final so what we got here is a choose that has a signature of random gen G that arrow frequent list of frequency A, arrow run G, maybe A. So we can given a list we can pick one item from there. And in the meantime, questions, comments and feedback are welcome. Best way to reach me nowadays is the email or in the Fediverse where I'm tutorial.master.social or even cooler, you could record your own HPR 
episode. Catch you later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.